Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Deep Impact Slash Soft Landing Podcast. Uh, I'm your host. Hold on, hold on. Not just this evening, but I'm your host. You happy, Mark? Ron Howard. You happy? Is that better for you, buddy? Uh, I'm your host, Bo Walker, and I am joined by uh, Miss Sophia Rose, uh, and she's the only guest. She is the only other person on this podcast this week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, we are joined by Mark Carson and Sophia Rose. Uh, Mr. Jason Cephas and Mr. James Piazza. Ah. So uh, I'm keeping up with uh, the Kardashians this week um, and I'm drinking a Twisted Tea Light. I'm not a fan of normal Twisted Tea, but the Twisted Tea Light, my goodness, is it delicious. Mark? You, oh, you, I will agree. It really tastes that different. Dude, they're bad. Real question. Can you get on the Twisted Tea bottles of Twisted Tea Light? I haven't found them yet. I've only found them in the cans. Oh, same thing, isn't it? Isn't that what everybody tries to get on? What? Then my sister and cousin always like say for years about how they wanted to get on like on like something twisted tea because don't you like submit pictures or something that oh, they have just right there? You, you used to be able to. I know that. Uh, oh, that's dumb. No, these they're, they're light. They're delicious. Uh, it tastes better than regular twisted tea, um, and they go down very well in a funnel and tube. That they do. Uh, yeah, yes. It was, uh, yeah, this weekend. Yes, Saturday. Fuck. We got Dude, together. Uh, and... Me and, yeah, with Sheila. Sheila made her uh, appearance at our at our party and uh, had some beer flowing through her. And, uh, and then we got bit by a couple water moccasins. And, uh, yeah. Mark's like water moccasins to his grave, apparently. My wife drove yeah. me home. So. <laughs> yeah, I took, I took the... The remaining of the pitcher of water moccasins to the noggin after y'all left. That wasn't a great idea. Mark, uh, Mark FaceTimed me and, uh, when I was driving home, and uh, I said, hey, I'm, like, walking through my door now. And he goes, all right, give me 12 minutes. I mean, I was literally, like, my door was open. And he said, give me 12 minutes. Never saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, but, no, so we, we got together and we watched the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, we got um, – we are one – and oh, all right. It's not what Notre Dame can say. It is not Fucking suck it, Kyle. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> suck it, Kyle Sharkin. But uh, something else happened this week. Uh, the day before, the Buckeye local Panthers got their first all I'm saying win is of I the season. All I'm saying is I projected this. They it won. Beat, they beat Shady Side twenty-eight they, to thirteen. Are they undefeated? Who? Buckeye. No, they're one. They're one and two. Oh well, no! But 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 both teams, yeah, they work. It's better than yeah. three. Shady side <laughs> is zero and three. Um, it is. It's it's both teams were zero and two going into the game, so you knew one team was getting their first one of the season. Uh, started out with a touchdown run, ninety-five yards. So long story short, Buckeye won. It was great. Uh, a lot of penalties called on Shady side. They looked very undisciplined. Was it in Shady Side or Buckeye? It was in Shady Side. We all went. Oh, okay. the, we we went to the bar and had some shots before the game. Uh, <laughs> Damn, that have been the first shots. Buckeye game that I would have went to willingly in mm. a lot of years. But yeah, they um, it was it was a good game on the Buckeye side. Um, they much they, better than Week One. Yes, in much better one. than Week One. They, I mean, I'm not saying that Shady Side is terrible this season, but they have five kids on their bench that aren't playing. Yeah, it's, they, they have a really small team. They do. They've got like, they have less than 20 kids on their entire team. Um, they're very small, 
young. They don't have a lot of seniors. Uh, a lot of them are freshmen and sophomores playing. But other than that, it was a good game on the Buckeye side. Um, it was 28-7 until uh, the fourth, and then they gave up another gave up another touchdown. And then they blocked a field goal, which I was very proud of them for that. Uh, they did. It was it was a good game. Ferry played Union Local and got their shit kicked in. Um, Union Local is legit this season when it comes to High Valley High School football. After this Buckeye game, I'm going. They're gonna get, they're gonna finish season three and seven because I was I was chalking this up as a loss, but I I don't see them going any better than three and seven. And now I might have Shady Side going two and eight, maybe. I don't know. Shady Side didn't look good. They uh, they got they got a lot to figure out if they're even gonna get one win this year. The only team I see that they could potentially beat is Monroe Central. Um, Buckeye plays them the week or two, one or two weeks before they play Shadyside. So if if Buckeye blows them out of the water, I think Shadyside might stand a chance. Let's move on from high school football because that was really all we wanted to talk about was the Buckeye game. Um, now let's talk about the Buckeyes. The Ohio State University started the Official season now. against the – Irish of Notre Dame. And I'm not going to lie, they had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but Ohio State is a second-half team, and they came back. Mark, hold on. What is on your shirt? It's uh, the Thriller album with Phil Kessel. Okay, that's what I thought. Phil <laughs> <laughs> the Thriller, baby. That's awesome. Phil the Thriller. But, um, but no, Ohio State, they, uh, they came back in the second half, and um, – Ended up winning 21 10. Is that the final? I think so. 21 9 or something. Um, I don't remember. I, I, I don't either. But they, they ended up, they won. They won. I won. That's, the, that's the important part. I don't think Notre Dame should have been ranked fifth overall to start the season. Um, I'm glad that they were that high. That'll look good for High State, even though they struggled a little bit in the beginning. CJ Stroud missed a couple easy passes. Um, didn't look like he didn't play like he was a Heisman finalist last season. But that's just my my two cents on that. Uh, 21-10 was the final. 21-10? Okay. James, did you see anything that stood out to you during that Ohio State game? No. No, I wasn't. Honestly, watching it, like, with the intent of, like, analyzing everything, I was just watching it for the sake of watching it. Because it's it's the first Ohio State game that I've watched since moving here. Oh, really? that well that that i was just watching for fun mm. i mean because i've probably only watched five if that since i've gotten mm. here so see it's just fun I, to go out and do it and do it in a crowd and yeah it was, it was just and, fun. since it was a night game i was actually able to watch it and enjoy the game because most of their games are, you know noon and I'm, I'm at work i have to listen to them um but i did actually listen to a couple games uh this week uh, UNC and Appalachian State. They put yeah, on a Appalachian thriller State of a game. Missed two extra points. It would have it would have mm-hmm. tied the game or or won it for them. Yes. No, it was uh, two two point conversions. What? No, I thought one was an extra point that got blocked, and the other was a two point conversion. I don't know. Man. I know. I know they missed a two point conversion with a wide open receiver. Um, I know their kicker was like. Dying because he, I thought, missed two extra points, but maybe just one. Did you guys see the end of the Florida State LSU game last night? Okay. For those of you that didn't, 
Florida State kicked off after scoring a touchdown. LSU, or they punted. Either way, LSU muffed it. Florida State recovered it at the goal line. Like, they were at, like, the one- or two-yard line. They go to run it in and seal the game. They fumble it. LSU recovers. LSU marches down. Eight seconds left. Their quarterback throws a pass to their tight end, and he catches it and runs out of bounds at the two-yard line with one second left. Okay? They throw the touchdown pass. Touchdown. They go for one to tie the game. Florida State blocks their second kick of the night to win the game on a blocked field goal with one second left. It was absolutely the craziest last minute and a half of college football I've ever watched in my life. Uh, did you not remember the uh, the Ohio State-Michigan game, the 42-41, when they were both ranked a couple no, years ago? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't even watch when Michigan went for two to win it when there was no time left in regulation. Yeah, that was being part of that one of the fandoms that was that was was that the the one where the the first down was the whole big question like they were remember i'm pretty sure it was okay i think i i remember parts of it but i don't remember the very end of it um i'm like i'm like 90 percent sure that that was the same yeah other than that i mean there were there were a couple other cool cool moments in college football this weekend um the, the quarterback for Florida State or for Florida, the Gators, pulled off one of the most incredible uh, pump fakes, spin moves that I've ever seen. Uh, he had a defender from Utah uh, who was ranked seventh before going into unranked Florida. Um, and they got their was my upset pick. absolutely kicked in. They got their shit kicked in by Florida. Um, they were winning a decent amount of the game, but Florida just stayed in the whole time. Yeah, Florida's a tough was... place to play, and no, Florida's Florida never... blew for Florida blew them out. I think Utah was winning at one point. It must have been at the very beginning of the game because Utah it only doesn't matter. I'll like look it up, but it doesn't points. matter. Um, but he he pump faked and spun. Oh no, you're right, James. I was thinking of a different game. I was thinking of Georgia Oregon. You're right. The final oh, was 20, yeah. 29-26 in that game. Uh, but anyhow, he he pump faked as a defender jumped and he spun out of it. The defender went to the ground and then he rolled out, passed the ball to his was receiver who had his feet planted in the end zone, no one around him, and just touchdown. It was beautiful. But he also had the backyard brawl. Yes, he did have the backyard brawl. Uh, WVU and Pitt didn't go WVU's way. That was a close one. <clears throat> yes, but I will I will say this. To... They they did have a chance. And in my opinion, WVU looked better than Pitt as an unranked team playing against the number of they both they were 17. Really I think oh see yeah, I Pitt I was 17. Yes, I, I personally think WVU looked better than than Pitt did in that game. Especially being being unranked and holding their own against, you know, a number 17 ranked team in the country. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I wonder where if you would extend rankings out where WVU would be. I would imagine they're probably not far out. No, I probably maybe thirtieth is what I was thinking. Yeah, I mean, I would. I, they're definitely top forty. Um, yeah, I mean, they're they're not. I wouldn't say they're too too far away from from Pitt. Um, speaking of rankings, though, rankings come are supposed to come out what today or tomorrow because today's holiday. Well, today's there's still one more game tonight. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Clemson we'll and Georgia tomorrow. Tech. Is tonight at yeah. eight o'clock. So I think I, I truly do. I, I I have to think that Ohio State drops 
Oh, I think I think they'll stay second for right now. I, I think they'll go to third. Georgia blew mm-hmm. out Oregon. Yeah, blew out. So I would I would imagine Ohio State drops to three. Georgia goes two. Obviously, Bama's going to stay one. But these if Clemson wins, then obviously they'll stay. They'll stay four unless they just destroy Georgia Tech. And if they do, then I imagine Ohio State drops to four. Clemson three. Now here's my thing. These are well, Georgia's not or Clemson's not going to jump Ohio State if they beat a no ranked Georgia Tech team. Oh, if they blow them out like no fifty nothing. Yeah, no, they're not. Um, but also these rankings don't mean jack shit until week seven when the college football playoff rankings come out. Which means they don't mean jack shit anyway because they're the AP rankings, which still continue. Yeah, the AP rankings and the college football playoff rankings are two separate things. Yeah. I I mean, I'm just saying I think it's it still means something. I mean, you know, you want to be ranked number one. Obviously, moving on down the line, you'd rather be number one, number two, number three, or four in in the football playoff poll. You don't want to be first out, but um, I mean, AP ranking still means something because, yes. sorry, but if you're ranked 20 at weeks one through six, week seven, you're not going to be in the top four no. in the college playoffs. Well, but here's if even if you're fifth or sixth weeks one through uh, one through six, you could still make the jump to be in the playoffs. So, so we can we can touch on this with the college football playoff expansion moving to 12 teams as early as 2024. Um, the presidents are pushing for it to to start the, uh, in 2024, the presidents of the universities and the conferences. Um, it's up to the commissioners and everybody else if it actually does start in 2024 or 2026. Now, the uh, power, the the, big, the six conferences, the big six conferences, Big Ten, you know, Pac-12, you know, all those SEC, the, the winner of the conference gets into the playoffs. So whoever wins the big 10 is automatically in. Okay. The, uh, the big six conferences, but then the other six teams are the six at large teams, which are the next six highest ranking teams at the end of the season. And they also said that they're going to try and keep it true to the actual, the bowl game atmosphere. So if the PAC 12 conference winner and the big 10 conference winner they're and they're not the top, if they're five and six or you know, six and whatever, they will play each other in the Rose Bowl. So they're going to try and keep that, like the the traditions of the bowl games, especially the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Um, but the only thing with that is you have to be in a conference to get one of the first six bids, which means Notre Dame would ha- not be one through six. They would be seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, or 12. The thing is, is like, I mean, I I think that's good. Like we said last week, I think that's going to push them into a conference. Yeah. But that's the thing is it's like Notre Dame. Yeah. You don't have to be in a conference, but like, you know, that you, if you're not, you pay the price for not being in that. And that's that gives you a bye week or that's what there's your matchup. Then that's, then that's your choice. But you know what? You have the choice. The top four ranked teams are going to, will be getting a bye week. Yeah. So that that's... gives them incentive to join. So they're not playing, you know, a, a potential of 15 game season yeah. uh, by the end of the season, which they're trying to avoid, you know, like NFL, like having a 17 game season and having the ex- exacerbated risk of injury. Because, yeah. um, you know, the, the whole goal is, you know, to make it to the pros and, you know, to make that paycheck. No, but, it's to make their NCAA money is what the goal is. Well, now. 
Well, I'm talking about like they're if you're looking at player health, they're trying oh, to yeah, prolong yeah. their careers. And yeah, but like who cares that. about player health? Come on, Bo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who gives a shit about them? I, I do think I, I agree with Bo to a point. I think um, with the expansion now a guaranteed thing, um, yeah. like those top six teams. This is I don't want to say it's forcing, but it's more or less. I think it's forcing Notre Dame to pick a conference. Um, and I, the that's the whole reason they're doing the expansion. About it. Geographically, I think obviously who Notre, Dame, who Notre Dame historically plays, I think the ACC made sense, but I think they're going to join the big 10 because they're going to bring back that Michigan rivalry mm-hmm. once every couple of years. They're going to, you know, the Ohio state and, and Notre Dame game went, went really well, at least to my knowledge. 105,000 people at, at the Ohio, at yeah. Ohio stadium. Oh, and, and Notre Dame, Michigan was always a really big rivalry. It's not and as big as Notre Dame Stanford, but I'm sure Notre Dame. Oh, like, for sure. But by making the thing is, is by making it the conference by joining the Big Ten, whatever conference they join is going to want them Notre Dame in in yes. the conference. I mean, it's going to so be a like, money grab either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Notre Dame is going to make the exception to where it's like we have to play Stanford every year. Like they're gonna put that in their contract somewhere in order to join a conference. Yeah, I mean Notre Dame yeah. is Notre Dame is one of the biggest schools in the country. Not you know student wise, whatever, but they are one of the biggest names in college football fan in the country. Yeah. Fan wise, I would argue they're one of the biggest in the in the na- or in the world. You know, you got to think about you know they're uh, it's hard to compare with the world. I mean, well, but you also got to think that. Yeah, well, I would say in 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 American sports, Notre Dame is a top. Ten at the at the very yeah lowest, I'd agree. Uh, but I'm, I'm just saying they're, they're one yeah. of the most recognizable teams in the world. You got to think people all around the world know about Notre Dame. They know about mm, they know about European soccer. Well, yes, but I mean, yeah. people in Australia aren't saying like, "Oh, I'm going to go watch European soccer when I've got." They would over. I guarantee more people know Liverpool and Liverpool they, and Man United than they know Notre Dame. Guaranteed. I, 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 I'm going to argue on that just because of the whole religious aspect of Notre Dame and the Catholic religion and all that stuff. That's, that's where I'm arguing on that. Maybe you're right. I mean, I, I, I think in the world, you've got Liverpool, you've got Chelsea, you've got Man U. We're naming uh, all, all places in England. Okay. Well, I understand that, I mean, but these are the biggest brands. Yeah, I mean, that's, these that are bigger think, than Dallas Cowboys football. I mean, these yeah, are yeah, the biggest countries. soccer. Now, America, these are the biggest non-national soccer um, yeah. teams, brands in the world. And yeah. Now, in America, in the teams, U.S., I would kill all. In the U.S., I would, you know, you, you for sure, Notre Dame is, is top 10 at the very lowest. I mean, we don't I have agree. to sit here and name nine other franchises. We assume we're up there. I mean, I think it's pretty obvious on fan, you know, places that have the best travel. I mean, you know, the Yankees, yeah. you know, you've got uh, the Cowboys. Um, just based on how they travel, the Packers and the Steelers. I mean, it's the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers. So, but it, in college, in college sports, top five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I'm, in, I'm in going all in. American. Yeah, You're I'm going, going to go all, all American sports. They're go, they're a top five fan back school. Oh, see, no, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'm going to go in in the world. They're they're a top fifteen recognizable team in the world. I don't know. You also have I mean, the school I, aspect I and the team name... aspect, which is hard outside yeah. of the country. I mean, I'm not sure I can name fifteen other. I don't know if I could name you fifteen sports like teams in 
in other countries other yeah, than other than Canada, because I'm, I could probably name you every Canadian team. But other than Canada, I don't think I could name you a team, very many teams in other countries. Yeah. I, oh, I could, I could, I could probably. That aren't nationally represented teams. Like, oh, Argentina yeah. soccer. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. But like I said, you know, I knew Chelsea, I knew Liverpool, Man, Man United, Man City. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, I'm sure if I fought hard enough, I, I could think of a couple of those. Yeah. You know, a couple you, more places. You, but you look I'm pretty at, sure they're all, they're all English, English Premier League teams. Too. They are, exactly. Uh, Every yeah. single one that we've probably. Yeah. I don't know. See, that I, I just think that, I, me personally, I think they're a top 15 recognizable team thing is is like unless we have somebody who's who like studies sports culture on an that's what that's what, I, that's what i was trying inter- to look or is internationally yeah. like in international that they can we're, we're going to argue the semantics of this that we have know nothing about that's what i'm trying to find a decent article it says the the 50 most popular sports teams it doesn't matter but this was as of 2011 so it's not and they're probably going to be professional too no high state football is number 46 Okay. So I'm trying. I'm trying to go through real quick and scroll through and see if I see anything. Like, there's USC Trojans are 33, Liverpool FC is 32. So, I mean, North Carolina Tar Heels basketball is 28. The New York Jets are 27. I think I mean, I would, Liverpool Jets, football football club are bigger than the New York Jets. 21. Say they Notre Dame always Irish. Gonna say that Liverpool is bigger than the Jets. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that I mean, this is a, this is a Bleacher Report from otherwise. 2011. So I mean, this is also, but th- th- I'm just saying that's the article. It's saying yeah. Notre Dame Fighting Irish are at number 21. The Boston Celtics are at number 20. I would say that the Celtics are a lot higher than 20. It has Manchester United as the number one most recognizable team in the world? I don't know about them, but see again, I'm not sure about in the world. I can't name an international player that played for the Celtic. You know, but there's you got some guys now. I couldn't were... name you a person on the Celtics right now. Yeah, me either. Jason Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum does he still play for the Celtics? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's the only person that I know. What about oh, Al Horford? Sure. Does he still play for the Celtics? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, dude, I can oh, name I'm, one. Is that dude dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I almost said no, that's Al Michaels, and Al Michaels is definitely not dead. <laughs> um, but so let, let's let's move off of Notre Dame because we should not give them as much attention as we have already. Uh, fuck them. Fuck Kyle. They look um, a champion today unless you lose like a little bitch. <laughs> I, I will so, say I, I don't have anything against Notre Dame. Notre Dame is probably one of, the, of college football team or college teams. They're probably definitely top ten of teams that I root for. But yeah, I, I will say one thing. Um, one more thing about college football that I want to bring up. The backyard brawl between WVU and uh, the Pitt Panthers was the largest sporting event in Pittsburgh history. Largest. The largest attended sporting event in Pittsburgh history. Taking into consideration. Yes. Yes, it it was more filled up by attendance and ticket sales of every single person that came through the turnstiles at the Pitt WVU game. There were more people there than any Pittsburgh Steeler game, any Pirates game, or any Penguins game, even the any Pittsburgh sporting event inside the city. When the game fucking started, Kyle was taking Snapchats as the game was going on, and the stadium wasn't full in the upper bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm just, that's just what it says. Back, let me find right. it here. Backyard brawl. Yeah, that's. I mean, even the city of Pittsburgh put, uh, was talking about it, like on their 
um, on Channel Four News. They were talking about it. Um, that yeah, it was the the most attended sporting event in Pittsburgh ever. Set, it set a uh, Pittsburgh sports record. The attendance Thursday night at Akershore Stadium was seventy thousand six hundred and twenty-two, the largest crowd for any sporting event in Pittsburgh history. How many AFC Championship games have been hosted at Heinz Field? I yes, kind of find that hard to believe, but okay. Yeah, I mean, it passed. Pitt and Penn State's record from 2016, I believe it was. Wait, that Pitt Penn State was Heinz Field's previous record. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's the no Pittsburgh's record. Not the, the. I've never seen a Pitt game where this where that field has been full with every seat. Here we go. This is as of September 2nd. These are the top five biggest crowds in Pittsburgh sports history. Pitt, West Virginia, 70,622. Number two, Pitt, Penn State, 69,983. Number three, Pitt and Fordham, 68,918. That was in 1938. Okay. Um, Number four, uh, Patriots Steelers in December 17th, 2017, 68,574. And number five, Penn State, Pitt, 68,400. In 2018. How in the hell was the AFC championship against the Baltimore Ravens not not on that list? Like I don't know. That just go I I I don't know. That's ridiculous. I mean, me. that hit the decibel record. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's 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 loud. That that's not attendance wise. You well, can have yeah, you can, but you the can thing have is you gotta have a packed crowd. To, yeah. You can have fifty thousand people that are louder than seventy. Yeah, I mean, I can scream louder than 20 people, but, you know, that I don't know. That just sounds like bullshit to me, but whatever. The average attendance last season in 2021 at Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium was um, 60, Last year was the last year ended the sold out streak. For OK, g- give me give me a year. then. I mean, what what were the killer bees years? Oh, shit. I don't 2010. Know. 2010. All right. 2010. They went to the Super Bowl that year. Yeah, uh, they were twenty third in the NFL. Their average attendance was sixty three thousand. What about two thousand nine? Because it would have been the nine ten season. Two thousand nine, they were twenty fifth, sixty three thousand four hundred eighty five. Well, in representative to the uh, representative to the rest of the NFL, they have one of the smaller attendance caps when it comes to stadiums. Yeah, though. I mean, so it's like Dallas you can't compare average, it against it. Yeah, Dallas's average in two thousand and nine was eighty nine thousand. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I mean the average uh, Washington games are going to be higher because uh, FedEx Field stadium. is one of the biggest. Yeah, stadiums they're they're number two. Pro sports, yeah, yeah, they're number two as and of twenty twenty one. I'm just curious to see where Washington stands in twenty twenty one. Yeah, well, where they didn't even have a name. Thirty first. <laughs> they went from oh, okay. second to thirty first. Okay, number that... two in twenty twenty one was Green Bay with seventy seven thousand nine ninety one. Again, Lambeau Field's a bigger field. Less, they're still like ten thousand or so less than Dallas at ninety three thousand four hundred twenty one. Yeah, Dallas the stadium is huge. It's huge. It's not. I gotta think. It's the biggest non college stadium in the country. I think. You gotta think. Some numbers may be like recent numbers may be a little skewed because of the pandemic. Even still, like unless they double sell tickets now and just say, "Hey, it's standing room only." Like there are only so so many seats that they have in that. In yeah, not not so much now, not so much for like 
2022, but like 2021 at least. I mean, I know there were still some places that did have that weren't full capacity in 2021. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's something also. I guess to- I, I'm still I'm still just a little butthurt about the fact that I don't believe that that Pitt West Virginia game from what I saw was the most sold out crowd in that stadium's history because I was literally watching them play while the upper bowl had like three or 4,000 people in it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like that's, I guess why I just don't believe it, because, but it is what it is. So. I mean, but you got to think also, the, the records aren't always for people in attendance because no, it's, that was what would they be for? That was the attendance. It's the amount of tickets that are sold because if they because I, I mean See, now that would I make more that sense that would, to me. Yeah, because they're selling standing room only tickets in that rotunda there at the at the end of the stadium. And you have uh, to think how many people aren't going in at at halftime or even at all because they're still tailgating too. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a huge aspect. Like that yeah. would make more sense. But when Bo said like by the turnstile, like to me that's that's what I heard it was by. It was by the I amount mean, of people I did, that went I haven't into seen the any official record or anything like yeah. that, but I mean I've seen I've seen the when they have said the statistic, but again, I, yeah. I don't. I'm but I, I will say one thing: uh, AT and T Stadium in Dallas or in Arlington has held more than a hundred thousand people at an event down there. They held. Do they uh, let people on the field? This was for. I mean, it was for WWE WrestleMania. They had one hundred and fifty-six thousand three hundred and fifty-two people in that stadium at one time. Dude, there's no way. That's yeah. double the stadium capacity. Yeah, one hundred fifty. Thousand people. You also have to think though that they have a hundred yards of field and only a twenty foot by twenty foot square in the middle of that place that they can fit people. I don't think you can fit fifty thousand people on a field if they were <clears throat> like if they were packed like that, that's just that's just what it said. April twenty second and twenty third. Man, those those records like. Mm-hmm. It, it makes I you just wonder. Think they're all bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it makes you wonder. They asked hey, everybody. Them... Um, everybody listening to this uh, challenge for you. Uh, do something nice for somebody today. Do a random act of kindness for a stranger that you don't expect to be repaid. And if they ever say th- anything to you, just say, you know, go ahead and do it back. Do it to somebody else. It's a challenge for this week. All right. You know what? Let's end it there. That that's a good way to end the episode. Um. So. You can find us on the YouTube at Deep Impact Podcast, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to uh, when you go to the YouTube page, make sure you go hit the bell and uh, make sure you subscribe and get those notifications by hitting that bell and hearing the nice little. It's a softball. I love it. I love it. This is already discussed that you were supposed to be prepared. With your new water bottle. bottle. Oh, it's downstairs. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. This is why you suck. Ting. All right. Uh, you know what? I got to go eat. My wife's blowing up my phone. Uh, same time, same place next week. That's good. All right. Great speed.